You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a checkdown episode here on Saturday. We're doing little short episodes on Saturday during the off season to just give you a little taste of Vikings talk. All right, just a little, a little fifteen minutes to get your fix before you go out and explore on the weekends here. And the show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision, and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on on this Saturday? Well, Kevin O'Connell talked the other day. Two weeks before the draft, the Vikings did their pre-draft press conference, and we talked about some of the quarterback discussion on the Friday episode. But uh, there was also an update on Lewis Seen, the Vikings' first-round draft pick safety last year, barely played and then broke his leg. Mm -hmm. Broke his leg in London, right? Yeah. He's been in the hospital there for a few days. Yikes. Uh, so let's find out from Kevin O'Connell here how Lewis Seen is doing this offseason. Uh, he's attacked it every single day. Um, you see him nowadays. He looks great. He's in great physical shape. He's here every day working. Um, and, the, and you can just feel he's hungry because feel, he feels like he's earned the right through all the work he's put in. And I think he's feeling pretty strong and, and, and feeling like he's getting back to to where he wants to be and, and knowing mentally he never took a day off because he did say, he, you know, we asked him uh, the question, hey, you know, when you're ready, we want you all in from a meeting standpoint, growing uh, your understanding of, of not only scheme, but studying offenses and how people run routes and how people uh, try to attack defenses. And, and, and he jumped all in on that. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that because with that theme kind of carries over to those young guys that did get uh, injured last year, unfortunately, but it makes you that much more excited uh, for where maybe they can make that jump, that big year one to year two jump. The building regular basis, they continue to just lavishly praise him. And I think some of it, too, is like they're trying to pump his tires because last year did not go very well in the preseason or training camp, and he, he didn't even win the job going into week one. Yeah. But uh, what do you make of sort of the progress and what the Vikings leadership is saying about Lewis Seen? So if all of what O'Connell talks about there is accurate, um, and assuming that the injury, which was a, you know, a bad fracture, like it, it wasn't a you know, simple broken leg. It was bad enough that he actually spent a few days in London in the hospital. But let's just assume that it he can recover fully. I actually think that it might have helped him then because he clearly didn't get a sniff. It's not that he lost the starting job. He lost the starting job in the off-season camp. Like Cam Bynum was the starter on day one of training camp, and it never changed. Yeah. So – with a first-round pick there, we're obviously talking about a guy that they felt was 
behind. And my guess is it was more mentally. So like it wasn't that he's a be- or was a bad player. I think they were disappointed in his preparation. And Bynum came in fully prepared and they just said, it's your job, kid. So as far as Essien goes, if he has truly been in meetings, like if he came right back into the classroom and has been absorbing things and has learned how to study uh, as a pro, I actually think I wouldn't say it's good that he broke his leg, but I would say the added time to work on yourself mentally could help. So I could see this paying off if he can step back in physically and play how he did because I think what held him back was far more probably a lack of preparation mentally than in anything he didn't know how to do physically, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I really like Brian Flores for him. I think he, I think it just makes more sense. You know, when, when he was in Georgia, or at Georgia, I should say, in his uh, final season there in 2021, so he wound up playing 822 total defensive snaps about a third of those snaps on defense came either in the box, like up toward the line of scrimmage, yep, uh, or in the slot. So he was just like in and around the line of scrimmage a lot. And I feel like, man, if you're if you're a safety in an Ed Donatel system, it it must get so boring. You're literally just like you are the top of the shell in the Ed Donatel defense. Mm-hmm. And we and we've gone over the Harrison Smith numbers too that. You know, Harrison Smith was deployed on, what, a handful of blitzes all year last year where Mike Zimmer would have him 35, 40, 45 times a year as a pass rusher. And, you know, Harris, even like, you got this Harrison Smith chess piece, and instead of using it the way that it's meant to be used, you're using it the way that your system needs it to be used, right, at the top of the shell. And so when you got guys like Harrison Smith, and I think Lewis Seen kind of fits this category of, an aggressive downhill safety, let them let them operate. So obviously health and just having the mental understanding of preparation and knowing the playbook and everything. But I think the way that Brian Flores observes defensive strategy and scheming, I think it fits Lewis scene a lot better than Ed Donatel last year. Absolutely. And the scene thing was weird too, because uh, post-draft they, they brought in a bunch of us to talk about the picks, just like on, background so like not for publication but they were but the first guy that they showed not surprisingly was seen yeah and like they were and and like o'connell and quasi are going through all the things he he does to your point phil you know his aggressiveness uh the fact that he loves to hit like they're going through this and it's exciting to watch and so you're thinking at that point mentally oh my god they're going to deploy this guy as a uh pseudo linebacker as a safety, like there's a lot of opportunity here. And then we got to training camp and we didn't see a sniff of that. And before he got hurt, scene was uh, primarily a special teams guy and that, and he got hurt playing special teams. So it, what the Vikings thought of scene and how he ended up being used defensively were total opposites. And I think you're right too. I think the fact that they basically said, Hey, look, the safeties, and this surprised me, but the safeties are just going to be the top of the shell. Like, they're going to have no other function. Yeah. Um, was a complete misuse of scene. And I think at the end of the day, when the decision to fire Ed was made, part of it was probably based on things like that, right? Yeah, like, you're drafting, the expectation is this, and then Ed's like, no, they, no, 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 no. Well, that was going to be my next question to you, which is, 
okay, like when a player, and again, the, the injury kind of clouds all of this because sure. obviously the injury prevented him from developing at all. But what we're talking about is the lead up to the injury. He was pretty much a non-factor and it was only a few games in the season, but he was not, he was not deemed qualified to be a starting safety for the Vikings. Why was that? Would you put more of that on scene, just not being the prospect early on anyways that the Vikings thought he was? Or would you put it on Donatel? It's probably a little of both. And maybe you're right. Maybe this is part of the reason. There's like 15 reasons why you could have justified firing at Donatel. Maybe one of them is, dude, part of your job is to teach and develop and be flexible. And if, if a guy like Lewis Seen isn't fitting into your system, well, we drafted him for a reason. It felt like their vision for why they drafted him didn't fit Ed's vision for what he wanted out of his defense. So I would put I would put some of this on Ed. Well, and what I really didn't like was that on day one of training camp, the decision had had been made. So you're telling me off of non-contact, off-season workouts, of which there's not a ton, you're telling me that the, that you deem this kid to be so unprepared to play that he's not even going to compete, and he didn't. He was the second-team guy. Yeah. Um. That goes, look, that goes partially on him. Shame on him if he was not more prepared. But, yeah, that goes on coaching, too. And, and you know, it's just like, well, it was very clear. Well, Bynum might be smarter, he's more experienced, and he's prepared to play. So he gets that job. I, I don't think the 2022 Vikings or this year's team, I don't think that they were in a position to be saying that. Like, it's not like we're a Super Bowl team, and if Lewisine plays, we're screwed. It was it was just this, the kid was buried instantly. That's a problem. And you're not drafting in the first round. I don't care where it is. You're not drafting in the first round a defensive player to not give him a chance. Yeah. It's not. Seemed like, too, just by KOC's comments that we played, I mean, th- there definitely was a preparation. There was a lack of preparation, I think, on scenes, and that was maybe a little startling to them. Um, and look, you're a rookie. You're trying to get all that information, dude. It's difficult. You were a stud in college. You played for one of the most historic college defenses of all time. But that jump from a really good college player to a really good NFL player is difficult. So I think there was a little bit of both. I think Scene probably had some self-inflicted wounds there that the preparation certainly wasn't there. And they saw some things maybe even in rookie camp, Judd, that maybe put him behind a little bit of the eight ball by the time training camp rolls around. Uh, but I, I think in the pie chart, right, of if Lewis Scene's playtime, there is some Donatel definitely played a big factor into that pie yeah so we'll see it's something to to, uh, to continue to monitor here over the offseason workouts to see if he's ready to rock and roll like he should be a starting safety for this defense yeah. in year two uh, like you got some catching up to do here and the injury kind of derailed that uh, i want to jump into a mock with you as we continue to stockpile mock drafts from around the mockosphere i want a mock so we've done uh 50 of these 50 51 of these and lately, it's a lot of quarterbacks and some wide receivers. Pretty consensus across the board with the prominent mock drafts we've been stockpiling on both uh, Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. We saw an Anthony Richardson to the Vikings mock draft from the 33rd team that we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. This one is from ProFootballNetwork.com. Pro Football Network, boys. Sounds very official. This is, we used to do mock drafts on Pro Football Network, I feel like. Or no, that was the Mock Draft Network. Pro Football Network is different, but it is very official. And so uh, they've got C.J. Stroud going number one to the Panthers, Bryce Young going number two to the Texans, and then Anthony Richardson going four to the Colts, 
Let's see here. Uh, scrolling, scrolling. Wide receiver run here at 14. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jordan Addison to the Packers at 15. Still no Will Levis. He falls to 19 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that brings us to the 23rd overall pick. This is a player we have not seen mocked to the Vikings yet in any of the mocks that we have rounded up. Which is 50? 50 or I think this is 51 or 52. Yep. Okay. All right. With the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select from the University of Iowa, edge rusher Lucas Van Ness. I want to mock. Big country farm boy, Lucas Van Ness. The Vikings desperately need a cornerback, yet any player at the position is a reach at this point. Lucas Van Ness fills a need for an edge rusher and has the upside to develop into a three-down defender. So real quick here, Lucas Van Ness. Interesting. I'm just pulling up his stats here, back of the football card stats. Mm-hmm. So he, at the University of Iowa last year, had a handful of sacks. Let me find this here. I don't know why I scrolled off it. There it is. Uh, he had nine sacks. He had this is actually pretty impressive. I'm trying to find an NFL comp for this, but in 275 pass rush snaps, he had 46 pressures, which is a really good rate. Mm-hmm. It's a his pass rush win rate was about 20 percent last year at Iowa, and you're playing some good. I mean, you're playing some NFL offensive linemen there when you play an Iowa schedule. So they go edge rusher at 23 with Lucas Van Ness. Your thoughts? So the the um, as far as the corners go, are all of the good ones gone by then? I take it from what you just uh, read. So let's see here. Corners. Let's see who's off the board here. Deontay Banks gone. Joey Porter Jr. gone. Yeah. Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez gone. Gone. Okay. So yeah. So four cornerbacks are off the yeah. board. After the Vikings get done. I'm just go, looking for other cornerbacks here. Oh, John Michael Schmitz, 25 of the Giants. He's Bajan, one of them, I think. Bajan Robinson, Bills, 27. Yep. Uh, there's no other cornerbacks in the first round. So those are the four before the Vikings pick, and then none the rest of the way. So I actually think that this is pretty intriguing because we don't know. We still have no idea. Daniel Hunter is going to want a new contract. Is he going to show up? Yeah. Where does that stand? Zadarius Smith, I, I mean, let's keep in mind, too, he wants a new contract. So, like, this is not a, we're going to make you happy, please come back. This is a, I'll come back for a new contract. Am I going to give a new contract to a guy who was phenomenal for about nine games, got hurt, and had, like, one sack? So, like, this is in- intriguing. My belief is still, if the Vikings are in this position at 23 for a pick like this, I still think that they trade back to accumulate more picks. But I wouldn't dismiss this because there is definitely a possibility that the edge rusher position is not going to be, at least on the Vikings depth chart, nearly as deep as we expected or thought. And I am not, you know, they paid Zadarius, but I don't know he's going to show up unless he has a new contract. And I'm not sure that I'm comfortable giving a guy who's had a knee problem and previously a back problem at his age. Yeah a multi-year or a new contract because you know what? I need more than half of a really good season. Lucas Van Ness, by the way, 
one of the top Raz scores, raw athletic scores of any defensive edge rusher at the combine. So again, it's a one to ten scale, a nine point seven five Raz score. So he tested off the charts. He had a four point five eight forty yard dash. Again, this is for like a two hundred seventy some eighty pound linebacker or uh, yep. edge rusher. Yep. He had uh, a nine point six two out of ten. Uh, 20 yard split. His 10 yard split was good. His three cone was off the charts. Love a three cone. <laughs> Love me a three cone as well. Three cone's great. So he's he's one of the more athletic, yeah, and and uh, better testing edge rushers at the NFL Combine. So there it is a new name as we mock our way to the NFL draft. Presented by our friends today. At Dennis Kirk, for all you Ragnars out there, riding season smacked us upside the head finally this week with these 85-degree temperatures. Make sure your motorcycle is ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, Metric Cruisers, Sport Bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. And if you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right, dudes. Good stuff. That's your checkdown episode here, your Saturday checkdown on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.